This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Luke Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Did you see uh, over at, uh, what was it, Chase Bank Stadium, whatever it is in Arizona, uh, they have like thing like pieces of paper on all the seats that say snakes alive. Do we, Ooh. Do we, feel, like, do we feel like the snakes are alive after last night's walk-off by Cattell Marte? Diamondbacks down 2-1 in the series now? I mean, you, in order for them to be alive, you have to, they have to win a game in Philly in that madhouse. So until they do that. That's like the that's the most classic sports cliche I've probably ever said. Well, until the road team wins a game, the series hasn't really started. I don't know. You think they're going to win a game in Philly? I don't. So yeah, probably not. Maybe they can extend the series. Probably not. Uh, Should we do baseball bets right now? Uh, Sure. What's uh, what's the score of the uh, ALCS game? By the way. Uh, Let's see. I flipped away from it. It was one nothing. I see Uh, one nothing bottom four. What I have right now. One nothing. Yeah. I thought thought you might have had it on. Sorry, that's why I asked. Um, No, that's that's fine. Are we? Uh, we're in commercial. One nothing still. About, we're like, like we're like a pretty high level of nervousness right now. I think I have reached like the coping stage. I think like it's over. Like they're definitely losing, and they're going to lose the series, yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I think we're there. That's tough. That's a tough one. We're going to get well, a rematch. I don't want to see those teams yeah. play again. I mean, I do as long as the Phillies win. Like, and right, I, like, that's as a New Yorker, I can't. I, yeah. I just if, if the Astros beat the Phillies again, like I I actually think, I think the Phillies might have to like fold the franchise, like they should be like contracted, like move to Montreal. They should be the Montreal Phillies. Well, you it's can't almost lose like to the a, Astros back to back. It's almost like a Spurs Heat 
handicap, right? Where, uh, you know, Ray Allen hits the shot, then they win game seven against Duncan and Popovich. And then when the Spurs win the title the next year, they basically told you like literally every day of the off season, like all we did was get together and talk about how like we have to get back to the finals to beat Miami and like trounce them. It was like our lives, our lives are like unfinished unless we do this. And there's like kind of an, if you read about like the Phillies and like the off season and the start, like it's literally, it's like the same thing. Like I, I think they would love to play the Astros again. I think it's literally like they feel like it's their, like, you know, whatever That's their the mission in life is to get nah it's like it's like less that but just they're very motivated to beat that team again and doesn't mean they're gonna do it they can just lose again but just like kind of reminded me of that heat spurs thing where it's like oh like it wasn't it wasn't just you wanted to get back like it was apparently it like actually controlled every waking moment of your life that's what it sounded like what's the uh what's the price on Kawhi leonard to win world series mvp (laughs) do you remember that's i remember watching that the rematch series not the ray allen one and I remember uh, it was the I think it was the year that I started dating my uh, my now wife and we watched one of the games together. And I remember her saying at one point, like, man, they like pass the balls just like I've never seen a team pass. I go like, yeah, like they're they're like an all time team. Like that so might be good. the best Spurs team. Right. And they won five they titles with Duncan. Trucked. Right. That might be the best one. Yeah. They absolutely obliterated Miami in the series. I mean, it was non-competitive. And Miami was like LeBron at the height of his powers. Like, that's like really crazy. And Kawhi might have been the best player. And that was like, that was still Duncan, Manu, and Parker, obviously. That bought all three of them towards the end. But Kawhi was the best player on the floor in that series. That was like Kawhi's introduction, basically. And look, like you're a big sports fan. You knew Kawhi from San Diego State. And he had been good in the NBA previously. But that was like Kawhi's like, welcome to superstar in a moment, obviously. He was the best player on the floor in that NBA Finals. Yeah, and then obviously goes on to have like a, a multi-year run of contending for most valuable player awards and stuff. So that that was a, that was his launch pad. But yeah, I just remember watching a couple of those Heat Spurs games. I, I didn't bet the Heat. I didn't bet the series. I remember not betting it, being like, ah, like I kind of want to bet. I kind of want to bet the Heat. I think, and I was like, ah, let me just like watch the first couple games and see how it goes. And I just go like, whoa, like this is like way different than what I thought of. I mean, the Spurs just completely outclassed them. It was actually really surprising. Yeah, so we'll we'll see if it turns out to be Phillies and Astros again. Hopefully the Rangers can at least like, score a run off of Verlander here. Verlander's been amazing thus far. We are in the bottom of the fourth. Astros holding a one nothing lead on an Alex Bregman first-inning homer over the Texas Rangers. But we do have tonight uh, Game 4 of the NL, uh, NLCS coming up. Diamondbacks win Game 3 on a Cattell Marte walk-off last night. Like a pretty thrilling game. Like I, I watched like the end of the game. It was pretty awesome. Uh, Craig Kimbrell with his like... As someone who's had a couple stupid ponytails yeah. in his life, I think that I, I think like I can I I am like well like that was a I bit of a Costos get away with this. kind of a deal what he's got going in yeah, the postseason. There's a little it smacks of Costos. Yeah, it's a it's I would call it a stupid ponytail from Craig Kimbrell, and he comes on, and then all of a sudden it's like Arizona the million guys on base, and they eventually get the job done. Marte with the walk off. So Jake, it sets up Arizona hashtag snakes alive with a chance to tie the series up at two games apiece in the desert. Jake, what are your bets for? Uh, Game four of the NLCS with the Diamondbacks and the fighting Phils. Yeah, I think the Snakes are super alive. I actually do think that the Diamondbacks are going to win tonight because the Phillies are also kind of throwing a bullpen game here. Christopher Sanchez hasn't thrown a pitch in almost a month. He hasn't started a game in a month. What is this going to be? At least the Diamondbacks relievers have been in use. They've been in games. They've actually been pretty decent. We haven't seen this guy who's starting for the Phillies 
in a month. Like, what is this going to be? I don't know. The Dimebacks also have tinkered with their lineup a little bit. They've moved guys around, which I kind of like. I think they have a good lineup out there today. They moved Gabriel Moreno up to the third spot, which I think is a great move because he's been awesome all postseason. And I'm not even saying that because I'm biased with a World Series MVP ticket, which is probably dead. But, hey, there's still snakes alive out there. So maybe we have something here. But I do think the Dimebacks win because this could just get really weird. Like, if this is going to be two bullpen games, this could get get wacky. Taiwan Walker, the Phillies are saying, is going to come in in the middle of the lineup once the Dimebacks get there, whether that be in the first or the second or the third, who knows. But this just smells of all kind of weirdness. I think things can get wacky here, and I like the Diamondbacks in that spot because they are a team that likes to cause chaos, and I think they thrive in it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I would love it just with my, well, you know what, at this point, if Texas is going to lose, then I guess it doesn't really matter. So we'll, we'll, I, right. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. How about the over? Two bullpen games. We got Taiwan Walker. We got these two offenses. Jake, what what are we sitting at with the total here? Eight. No, oh, it's nine yeah, and well, a half. It's pretty high. It's pretty high. Nine and a half. <laughs> I don't hate the over the though because. I, I would lean the over just because it is going to be a bullpen game. I think it's going to get wacky. And you know what? The just for funsies tonight, I'm calling my shot. I think Cattell Marte leads this game off with a home run. I think it starts oh. off the bat. Well, not leads off. Leads off the bottom of the inning, obviously. Not the game because okay. the Phillies are away, so they obviously bat, bat first. As famously, the away team bats first. But... I think Cattell Marte starts this game when the Dimebacks bat with a leadoff home run. He's been amazing. He had the walk-off last night. He had three hits last night. He's been great all postseason. I think this is his MVP moment. He was in the MVP voting a couple of years ago. He's played in the postseason before. He was the, one of the only Dimebacks on that last playoff team. I think this is his moment. I think he has a leadoff home run tonight. All right, so the Just for Fonzie's home run play for tonight, Cattell Marte, courtesy of our pal Jake the Snake Hassan. All right, that's the baseball bets for tonight. Uh, let's get to now, we'll get to the hockey bets for tonight in a second here. Mm. Just want to just reiterate to everyone that um, you've heard of Billy Walters, right? He's a jabroni. Wrote the best better on the planet is me, Nick Costos, when it comes to the National Hockey. Until I'm not, which will probably be really soon, possibly even tonight. But it's been really good though so far this season. So we'll look to keep it rolling here on a Friday night, Jake, with Bets of Steel. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. <laughs> Uh, how many drop the pucks do you want to have here, Ken? Three? Go ahead, Jake. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Oh, yeah. There's a puck. It's been dropped. Uh, only two games tonight, which is unfortunate because we like when there's lots of games. Ken, let's start in Columbus as the Calgary Flames coming off their win last night on the road at Buffalo. The Calgary Flames visit the Columbus Blue Jackets and I don't even know how this is possible because the game is starting in less than an hour. We still don't have a confirmed goalie yet for Calgary and I'm refreshing right now. We think it's going to be Jacob Markstrom and uh, then Elvis has entered the building. El I don't even know how to try and pronounce his last name. What did we come up with here? Merzlikens for, uh, for Columbus? Merzlikens? Uh, so Merzlikens. Doesn't, yeah, whatever. doesn't matter. He's yeah. He's a Presley. He's in the building tonight. Right. Uh, Columbus and Calgary with the Flames <laughs> as a uh, road favorite. 
I know, uh, I know you have a bet in both of these games. I got like really skunked tonight on finding stuff that I really liked. I don't want to steal your thunder and go first and give the thing that you like. So I know you, I think you like Columbus in the game. If I had to bet the side, that's what I would bet too. Just strength of schedule so far this year. I think it's like creating an impression that the Blue Jackets are abysmal when actually they're just normal bad. And this is like a pretty good spot. Them Calgary second night of a back to back. So like I, you know, I'd bet Columbus if I had to, but I think you really like the Blue Jackets tonight, right? Yeah. Second night of a back to back for Calgary. Their defensive metrics, not great. Columbus is starting its number one goalie tonight, and I think Columbus wins this game. I I consider playing them on the puck line, but we're already getting plus money on it. So let's play Columbus plus 120. Blue Jackets just to win the game tonight against the Calgary Flames. And then, like, I, like apparently we've got... We think it's going to be this Ilya sucks. Sorokin starting tonight. Yeah, yeah, it does suck, right? right? Because we think it's Sorokin, but we're not 100% sure. Uh, Sorokin was confirmed. Then he wasn't. Then Simeon Var- Varlamov was confirmed, and now we're not so sure that's the case. It looks like, Ken, that it will be... Ilya Sorokin and the Islanders against Akira Schmidt and the Devils, and Schmidt's not confirmed either. What the hell's going on on Friday night of the National Hockey League? But it's the Devils and the Islanders, and celebrity Islanders fan Alex Fasano will be in attendance for this game at UBS. Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking Varlamov. Like, I was actually kind of kind of thinking that was going to happen and I was going to bet the Devils if that was the case kind of like looking for a spot to play on them coming up soon uh they've started the season pretty poorly and like overall over the course of the season they're still rated really highly so I think they'll respond I thought this would be the game but if if Sorokin's gonna play like he's the best goalie in the world he's coming off a shutout um I actually I you can give your bet for the game in a second I will actually be keeping track of this game because I would have Sorokin in the driver's seat until further notice for the Vezina if he were to for whatever reason if the Devils light him up tonight the first month of the year is extremely predictive for the award I I would actually consider like firing on some guys like longer shots in the Vezina that have gotten off to good starts if Sorokin like if he gave up four goals tonight or five goals tonight or something like that like literally during the game I would probably start betting uh and you know Georgiev or whatever for the avalanche would probably be my first click but I can't bet him until Sorokin's bad um but I do think there's an opportunity maybe if he struggles to play some guys otherwise he's the best and he's the favorite until further notice um how about this if Sorokin plays I like the Islanders I had the I have all ready to bet the Islanders tonight I don't think the Devils are that good if Sorokin doesn't play, though, and it's Varlamov, I like the Devils. So it's really like whichever goalie plays will dictate my bet in this game. We think it's going to be Sorokin. And if that's the case, I'll play the Islanders. If it's Varlamov, I'll take the Devils tonight at UBS. I understand. It's like, I I, I, I don't know, man. Sorry. Like, what do you want us to do? Right. That's like, yeah. <laughs> get the podcast taken are... out early, and we don't know who the freaking goaltenders are. So that's pretty tough. Uh, and those, is it the best goalie in the world our... or Semyon Varlamov? You know? <laughs> or Varlamov. Or Varley. Varley. Beef and Varley soup. And Varley wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that, those were our bets to steal for Friday night in the National Hockey League, which means we can now turn our attention to week seven in the National Football League. All our bets, side in total. Uh, let, let's start the music here so we don't have to start it on the other side. And let's get to it, Jake, with our favorite Mario theme.
Week 7 NFL Handicapping Sojourn in Chicago with the Raiders and the Bears and one of the best quarterback matchups we've seen in a long-ass time. Hoyer, Bajent, Raiders, Bears. Ah, Fields and Garoppolo both out. It'll be Hoyer and Bajent starting on Sunday at Soldier Field. Can the Raiders, two-and-a-half-point road favorites, the total in the game. And I'll do this here now. We're not going to do, like, all the injury information today. We'll do that coming up on Sunday with all the props. So if anything's really noteworthy, we'll tell you here. Otherwise, we'll save it for Sunday. Raiders and the Bears. We can start the handicap, Ken, now and carry it over to the next segment if we need to. Yeah, just sidewise, I don't really have an opinion. Like, I, I would love to figure out a way to bet the Bears' money line and talk myself into it against Brian Hoyer on the road. But, like... I just you're betting a total wild card at quarterback like and the Raiders are more talented. They should be favored in the game, even if Hoyer starting. So trouble getting to that. I did bet some under 37 and a half when uh, when Bajent was announced and it seemed likely or well, when Garoppolo was out rather too. I bet under 37 and a half thinking it would age really well. It still has a chance to. But right now it's still 37 and a half. I think that's worth something. It's not my favorite total bet. It's just like prove me wrong, guys, like by having by having great offense in this game. I think this game is going to be a pass for me, at least right now. We'll talk about it more coming up on Sunday morning. On the other side, all our thoughts for Week 7 in the National Football League. We will begin next segment in Indy with the Colts and the Browns. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. about the winners first so i am going to talk about the phillies but jenks in a minute we got to talk about the braves and the sour grapes that i am seeing from all of the braves fans we need to change the format this wasn't fair he wasn't supposed to hear that all right so when you make all of these excuses you are saying that the phillies do not deserve 
to come out of this series, and they were not viable opponents. Let me tell you something. The fact that the Braves were minus 150 in a road game against this red-hot mm-hmm. Phillies team, it felt like a terrible price. It felt like the Phillies were the much better team this entire series. And I'll say this, Spencer Strider was pretty good. Uh, One out away from a quality start here, just gave up three solo shots to a really hot lineup. I'm not going to fault him for that. The fault in my eyes lies in this Braves Mm -hmm. offense. Like you can't have the best offense in all of baseball and just suddenly just turn it off in the postseason and be like, well, it's the layoff. That's an excuse for the first game of the series. You can't make that same excuse when there's other teams that are doing it. Look at the Houston Astros. They didn't have any issue with this layoff. Their hitters still came through uh, in a big way. Look at Jose Abreu hitting home runs every five Mm -hmm. seconds. So I am very sick and tired of the excuses that I am seeing for the Atlanta Braves. So that is my two cents uh, without, you know, going into it too much. But Jenks, the Phillies just look like the better team here. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, all our thoughts and bets side in total. Week 7 NFL Sunday and our Week 7 NFL Sunday betting sojourn continues now in Indianapolis with the Colts and the Browns and the big piece of injury news here. Deshaun Watson listed as questionable on the injury report. He did practice in full today on Friday, limited fashion on Thursday. Ken, I think the betting market kind of indicates that this is like Deshaun Watson's going to play on Sunday. Not confirmed yet. We'll know more on Sunday, obviously, but it feels like Watson's going to play here because the Browns are more than a three-point road favorite. Cleveland, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite at Gardner Minshew and the Colts. The total, Ken, is 40-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, I still think the market's kind of a guess, right? We, we usually see it respond to the information and not the other way around. But look, like, you, you know, you and I see the same reports that everybody sees. I think he's going to play. I'm guessing you probably think the same thing. So, you know, people feel that that bullishness that he's going to play. They're, they're going to go, you know, bet the threes because they think the number should probably be more. Uh, and that's fine. It, it really, honestly, 
not knowing what percent he is, I think it makes it like really difficult to bet the side of the game with like three, three and a half. What is this going to look like if it goes back to PJ Walker DTR at some point? Like that's a disaster. So like that's, you know, just the, the knife edge here of what the Browns offense can look like is pretty crazy. I will say my best guess for how this plays out, and this would be my betting advice in the game too, is I think Watson's going to play. And I think on Sunday, we're going to say, hey, oh, Deshaun Watson's active. Like, what's going on in the market? And I think the total is going to go up a little bit more. Uh, and then I'm going to bet the under in the game, which I like anyway. So, like, I, you know, maybe 41, 41 and a half is what you get. We're like 40 and a half, 41 right now. So it starts with a four. I like the under, but I think you'll get a better number probably when Watson, I think he's going to play. So I think when he's declared in, that's that's probably the bet for me. Um, and it's really just the cross match here. Browns probably play with the lead the whole game. Minshew against the Browns defense is a zero. Um, and I, I like Staken and I like playing over but this ain't it so uh, i like the under in the game i think you get a better number by waiting though i i love ken's thought on the under as far as the side is concerned need a little more time to think about it now that we know watson's definitely going to play i do kind of feel like maybe like the ship has sailed on betting cleveland though now that the number is above three at three and a half and worth noting a couple of the guests that we really respect that came on the show this week kind of all like indianapolis in the game so we'll talk more about this and give our bet side in total coming up on sunday all right we we'll go to Foxborough now, where we may have big-time wind in the forecast. We'll see, uh, and we'll talk about it more coming up on Sunday morning as the Patriots, who are terrible, 1-5, host the 4-2 and two Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo, Ken, is an 8.5-point road favorite. The total in the game is 40. Now, we talked about it early in the week. Josh Allen, like day-to-day -day with the shoulder injury. Josh Allen is not on the injury report. He is good to go. And our executive producer, Alex Fasano, does an awesome job posting all the injury information for me to read, trying to like pick it and choosing like what's really good, etc., I, I don't even know what to, this Patriots injury report. There's like half the team is listed here. I don't even know what to do here. Yep. They stink. A lot of their players may not be playing. Read, read nothing. They're also eight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> read nothing's going to be the answer. They're eight and a half point home dogs. Uh, what do you got here, if anything, with the Bills and the Patriots? I think there are sometimes. Uh, so I, I don't like the total in the game. We don't know anything about the weather. And I think the total is actually pretty close anyway, because I, I really don't know how many points the Patriots can score. That's problematic. Uh, I think the side of the game if you know had to had to pick the side right now i would lay buffalo i just think the patriots are likely to be non-competitive in a game like this against an elite team that's just my guess it wouldn't bet it there are some teaser legs that like when you think about what it implies like how like sort of how does it lose like sometimes you tease aside like if you tease the dolphins two and a half to eight and a half yeah that's two and a half to eight and a half but like the dolphins have lost a game to the bills by like 900 points the eagles score a lot of points like you can lose that eight and a half like i could see eagles winning that game by 10 even if you like the dolphins you could probably see the the dolphins losing that game by 10 but like okay i need the patriots to beat me to beat buffalo for me to lose this teaser like basically by going eight you can go seven and a half to one and a half in a couple places right now just like like how do you not click the button um so i played some jags from last night with this i played some jags with seattle i played this in seattle i played these two in alabama like these are just it's it's a big teaser week and for me it's more of the favorites down in a couple of these games rather than the dogs up uh i mean tease buffalo with everything not bolted down we'll talk more about the side and the total on sunday with the weather uh, well, for, uh, well, I want to say this: the Texas Rangers have tied the game, and Nathaniel Lau, a homer off of low, whatever low, a homer off of Justin Verlander. We are tied at one here in the bottom of the fifth, and our Texas Rangers have hashtag life. Let's have go, baby! Have, have to have need it. it. Need need it. Uh, Desperately need it. Demand it. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna end up laying Buffalo in the game on Sunday. I, not not many things in sports betting. Not many things in life sound more fun than a two-team teaser with the Buffalo Bills and the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
Just saying. Just saying. Buffalo is a yeah. teaser like down to two and a half. Feels pretty I think Dable pretty was good. uh I think Dable was the OC for Alabama for one year. So this is the Dable Memorial Parlay. And, and won a national yeah. title, right? I'm pretty sure right. Dable won a, won a natty when he was at Bama and then went to Buffalo from there and coordinated for Josh Allen, etc. So yeah, this is the, the Brian Dable Memorial teaser. We'll get to Dable and the Giants coming up in a second. But yeah, how do you not love Buffalo as a teaser leg? I, and like we talked about this earlier in the week, the Patriots feel like, oh, well, like pro betters will talk. Oh, oh, it's it's the number with New England. Good luck. Man, maybe they win. I just would. I, I I never want to do that with the Patriots. I've done it a couple times this year. It's been miserable. Bills are nothing. Uh, and I'll. I think I'm gonna end up laying it with Buffalo. All right, we'll go to uh, the Jersey Meadowlands here, Ken, for the Commanders and my New York Football Giants. And the Commanders are basically in between a two and a half and a three point road favorite here. The totals thirty seven and a half. It's a juice three towards the Giants at our show sponsor BetMGM. Uh, the Giants injury report, as per usual, is just massive and catastrophic for the Giants. The headliner, Daniel Jones, questionable. I doubt he's going to play, but we'll find out more on Sunday. The Giants also missing a couple offensive linemen, including left tackle Andrew Thomas, yet again. So likely to be Tyrod Taylor. We, we think at least can. We'll talk more on Sunday when we know for sure. But Giants hosting the commies. Washington about a two and a half, three point road favorite. Yeah, with this now, like kind of it's more three than two and a half, but it's kind of in between. I guess it's still kind of a teaser conversation. But I think if you like the Giants, you just take the three then rather than pay the huge tax to get eight and a half. Uh, just like going back over this game again, I, again, I want to wait to bet this. It's another potential weather game, just like Bill's Patriots, where we could have wind and stuff. I just let me flip over to my projections for a second. Like the total in a couple of these games has gotten bet down so much. We'll do Atlanta, Tampa in a second. And like, I get it. Scoring's way down, whatever. If the weather is like not catastrophic here, especially if you can get a 37 in this game, which we have with Atlanta over, over, like I don't, even if Tyrod plays just like the Washington defense is absolutely brutal. The Giants defense is the worst tackling unit, like in NFL history. I just like, and we're going to wait with 37 out there for this game. Like I know the Giants offensive line's brutal. Also, I think that total is a little bit too low. So at 37 and a half, 37, I'll probably bet the over we'll do weather on Sunday and like confirm that that would be my look for the game right now. Yeah, I like the overall. So we talked about this earlier in the week, but we'll talk about it more on Sunday when we have more like concrete um, like information on the weather. And I'll take the three with the Giants. I'd almost rather Tyrod be the quarterback than like hurt Daniel Jones in this game. Yeah, and I, think I, I think agree with Jones, that. I, and look, like I know a lot of people like locally here have turned this into like is Tyrod better than Daniel Jones? Like he's not. Like, I just want to say that, like, Jones is definitely better, but Jones isn't healthy. And he's got the neck issue. He shouldn't play in this game. Play Tyrod. And look, Giants' offensive line is brutal. Also, Sam Howell is on pace to be the most sacked quarterback in the history of the National Football League in a full regular season. So, like, if there were ever a game for the Giants' pass rush to get going, it's against this offense with a quarterback that takes a billion sacks and an offensive coordinator who puts his quarterback in a position to take a billion sacks. Shout out to Eric sleeping with the enemy. Giants plus three, and we'll talk about the over when we get to Sunday. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal Football Friday. Our bets right now for Week 7 NFL Sunday. Ken, let's go to the NFC South. Bucks, two-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Falcons in a game that comes season's end. Could decide, like, who wins this division. Tampa, two-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total sitting here at 37. Nothing really injury-wise on either side that we're monitoring. Although maybe we could see Desmond Ritter potentially be, you know, um, at jeopardy of an in-game benching if things go poorly for Taylor Heineke. Yeah, if, if it's a funny because like if you told me like, hey, it's definitely Ritter the whole time, 
I'd be like, all right, I'll lay two and a half with Tampa. Like, okay, like for a little bit, probably worth something. Uh, but I, I really, the specter of Taylor Heineke definitely like hangs over betting the side of the game for sure. And I think it's also like a tiny added boost to betting the over in the game. This is so like, there's been total movement in a bunch of games. And in most cases, I either agree with it or I know why it's happening. And like, this isn't unique to me. Like most people, it's probably like, okay, weather or there's an injury or something. And like the under got absolutely mashed earlier this week in this game. And I just, again, it's kind of like, uh, the Giants-Commanders game we were just talking about, yeah, like, neither team is very good. Yeah, scoring's down. But, like, 37 in non-weather games is, like, pretty crazy for, for teams like this, just to be honest. The Falcons, like, I think everybody thinks their defense is great. The metrics are bottom half of the league in, like, everything. Everything. So, like, cool, maybe Baker Mayfield has another bad game. I don't know what Detroit did to him that, like, Atlanta can also do. Detroit's just a different kind of a team. So, uh, like the over a lot, there's half the board is 37 right now. 37 and a half is okay too. Um, side, like, I don't think you can bet anything because I actually think Heineke might be in the game. It might be a good live betting game, honestly, if that happens too, but over for me for sure. I think you could, or I can at least, I can talk myself into both sides of this game. I I, I love teasing Atlanta. Um, and we'll talk more yeah, about no, it on Sunday with the tease. So we, I agree with yeah. that. We could throw, throw that in the bucket for this week too, for sure. Totally agree with you. And, and, like, if you were listening earlier in the week, it was one of the, like, literally on Monday, I think I introduced this game and said, like, so, are we teasing the Falcons or what? And the answer was, yes. Yes, we will tease Atlanta in this game. So, love Atlanta as a teaser leg. Ken's thought on the total makes a lot of sense. And as far as, like, betting the side of the game, I could talk myself into either side. I think probably my thought will just be to tease the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I can't wait to watch this game and also bet on it. And I do have like a like a pretty strong feeling on who's going to win and who's going to cover. But I can't wait to watch this game. Like it feels like a pretty high leverage game. Like not necessarily. I guess it, for the playoffs, maybe. Just like I think we're going to learn a lot about both these teams. And that's the Detroit Lions on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. And Ken, give us a uh, an update on the board. What we've got here as far as the spread is concerned. Where I think this is going to come off three where the Ravens are currently uh, three, but it's juiced towards Detroit at BetMGM. The total in the game is 43. We know David Montgomery is out for the Lions. It looks like the Lions, though, will have uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to play in the game. And I think the quote from Dan Campbell was, we'd like to like bring Gibbs along slowly still, but the reality is we're going to need him in this game with David Montgomery out. Uh, Ravens about two and a half, three, two and a half, three against the Lions, total of 43 in Baltimore. Yeah, it's, we're not two and a half yet, but we're kind of like hanging on for dear life is like how I would put it there. I think there are no more three minus one tens available on this game. If you like Detroit, they're all juiced toward the Lions, some of them more than others. So we're kind of like 2.75 on the game right now, whichever side of the game you like and you want the advantageous number, you're going to you're going to lay a little bit more to get it. Um, the total is always, but I feel like I've just bet so many totals this year, but they, they've gone pretty well. And we're, we're going to bet a lot more this week of them. Um, just the way I do like some some new projection stuff I got cooking. Uh, I like the under in this game a lot. It's not even the weather although hey look i'll take that as like an added bonus for sure um statistically like you go okay like cleveland they're off to the best start this year defensively you know like the, the niners are pretty good uh the saints have gotten off to a good start like these two defenses and some of it can be quality of opponent in some situations but like absolute maulers facing each other like i actually think this is like an insanely physical game i think it's a really low scoring game my projection would be more like 41 or like 41 and a half and it's 43 and i kind of don't get it to be honest uh i know the lions score a lot of points in a lot of games maybe that's like just that sort of uh uh, general opinion is what's keeping this total where it is but like the under in the game um if i had to bet the side i would probably bet detroit also would be really in like 
It's like, I don't really like three juiced, but like two and a half up when I think about teasing. Maybe we include the Lions as like a potential conversation for Sunday for teasers if we get into that range. For now, for me, just the under in the game for sure. We get Lions to plus eight. Yes. Yes, please. Lions up to plus eight and a half on Sunday. The threes are kind of all gone. So like if you like Detroit, like you're kind of you're out of gas already here, basically, to try to get a good price three. Uh, I I love Detroit in the game. Uh, I will ask questions, and then in the interest of time, I will answer the questions as well. Question question number one: Do the Baltimore Ravens have an identity as a team? Wrong. I guess no would be the answer, right? Not wrong. Wrong is right. just funnier. Yeah. Do, do, they, do they have an identity? Because it would be like, <laughs> well, like, do they have an identity? Pat Buchanan. Well, I think it's about the downfield pass. Wrong. They don't have an identity. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Jake, Jake, play wrong. It's about the line of scrimmage. Uh, Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. 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 I absolutely love it. Great job by Jake. Uh, The the, the Ravens have an identity. Wrong. Do the Lions have an identity? You're damn right they do. I think they're going to line up and, like, right. I think they're going to line up and smash Baltimore in this game. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win like 27-3. I think they're going to out-physical them. I think the Lions know who they are and know what they want to be. And I think the Ravens are still in the process of figuring it out. And uh, how about our guy, Steve Berline, coming on the show yesterday on a tremendous football Thursday and saying that one of his two lead candidates right now for NFL MVP, along with Tua Tungavailoa, Jared Goff. Like Goff has kind of like transcended like the like like the game manager you know like like a moniker that a lot of people, including me, put on him. He's even more than a souped up game manager at this point. I think he's like actually legitimately like hashtag good. I don't know if he's hashtag great or like hashtag Mahomes, but he I think he's hashtag good right now. He's killing it off the field as well. Don't believe me? Go to his Instagram. My man's not doing poorly. Uh Give me Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions to go into Baltimore. Forget about the points. The Lions win the game on the field, you know, as opposed to on the court. And uh, Detroit teaser legs as well coming up on Sunday, up to plus eight and a half. Please and thank you. All right, we've hit the entire afternoon slate, Week 7 NFL Sunday. On the other side, we'll hit you with the rest of the games on Sunday, and that'll be the 4 o'clock and the Sunday night game. Steelers and Rams from L.A., Cardinals and Seahawks, from Seattle, Packers and Broncos for Mile High, Chargers and the Chiefs from Arrowhead, and we will close things out in the city of brotherly love with the Dolphins and the Eagles from Philadelphia. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
Hold on. Let me just... I have a message for you Swifties out there. You're in a cult. You're in a cult. And you don't know it. And the reason why you get so upset when someone says, why do you like Taylor Swift so much? Oh, you must be a hater. Because you're in a cult. I am not in a cult. I am a regular human being who likes Taylor Swift but does not worship Taylor Swift. And the only thing I get, I live with a Swifty, okay? I, my girlfriends, girlfriends, girlfriends are all obsessed with Taylor Swift. I'm not. But one thing I get every weekend, and I live with this, I get a few hours of good old-fashioned American football. And I listen to the best player on the planet after crushing the terrible Chicago Bears get a question. And the first question is about Taylor Swift. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now you're in my lane. I need a break, all right? You're breaking my brain. You can't have everything. If you want music, if you want the concerts, if you want the bracelets, if you want the social medias, you can have them. Stay away from the NFL. You guys need to break up tomorrow, and I'm hoping it happens. And then we can go back to football, and you guys can go back to singing bad blood to each other while pretending you're in the videos. I've had enough, and it's only been one game. Get off my lawn, you youngsters. God, oh you just God. sounded like an old man yelling at a clown. I am. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken oh, Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, just disaster for the uh, the Texas Rangers. Who's the Who's the Ranger shortstop, Jake, who just like booted this ball up into the air and like this should have been a double play. We should be out of the inning and now we're not. Corey Seager. Oh, Corey Seager. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's not like, you know, he's made, you know, a billion dollars in his career. That's great. Literally yeah. ground ball Bob's from up. Jose Abreu. Like, watching this again here, like, he, this is a play he absolutely has to make, right? And he literally, like, goes off his glove, like, 50 feet into the air, and the Astros take a 2-1 lead. Just absolutely, I mean, Seager, come, that's a tough hop, but, man, your major league shortstop, Seager, jerk. I mean, come on! 
BetMGM is our show sponsor, the king of sportsbooks, and they're offering some of the best odds in the game for NFL first touchdown props in the futures market all season long. I'm going to need to hit a couple first touchdown props after the Rangers lose this game. Uh, Lines are available and moving for each NFL Week 7 game right now, so download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com and do so today. Also, download the BetQL app for the tools you need to take down the sportsbooks, including five-star plays like the over in the Commanders-Giants game, 37 and a half. All right, we have played the dope-ass beat. We have paid the bills by, by doing our commercial reads. Now, Jake, let's once again play the Mario music and finish our handicap of Week 7 NFL Sunday. I didn't tell you, like, that that really pissed me off. Like, we're, we are, we're yeah, out of tough. the inning. Yep. And now... It's, okay. it's not like it's a really high-leverage play. Yeah, now, and, that, and that now and now I'm poor. Okay, so hopefully we'll win some bets on Sunday. Uh, go to the Rams-Steelers game in a Super Bowl fourteen rematch that the world's been waiting for. The Rams in between a three-and-a-three-and-a-half-point home favor right now against Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Steelers are coming off their bye. The total in the game is 44. Uh, T.J. Watt not on the injury report, so T.J. Watt's going to be good to go, and the Rams have, like, me, Ken, and like Alex and Jake as the other uh, running back group coming up on Sunday with all their backs injured. We'll talk definitely about that on Sunday, right? But Prop King, anytime touchdowns, etc. with the Rams running back group. Ken, what are you doing side in total with the Rams and the Steelers? Well, I think uh, the movement has been pretty interesting. It might actually create a side bet for me uh, back on Pittsburgh again, which we talked about at the start of the week. We were both like, oh, three and a half Pittsburgh. Like maybe I think even before the show we were talking about it, went to three and we were just like, I think I'm good. I think I'm just kind of good here. <laughs> and now we're back to three and a half again. If Watt plays, even like three and a half minus 15 on Pittsburgh seems like it's pretty good um, with them coming off a bye. And obviously that home field advantage for the Rams is Zippo in the game. Uh, total is like close to me betting it under. We're not there yet. Like 45, I would definitely bet the under on and we're close. There's 44 and a half now on the board. The over has gotten bet in this game this week. Um, so nothing on the total yet. Kind of like lean under, but want a little more. Um, but I think three and a half on the Steelers. I think the question is like when to bet it and you want to time it, obviously knowing that Watt's for sure going to play. I agree completely. We talked about it earlier in the week. Three and a half would, def- three and a half would definitely be a bet for me on the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we go to Seattle now. Where the Seahawks host the Cardinals, and like Kyler Murray's not going to play this week, maybe next week, Kyler has been ruled out. So Josh Dobbs gets at least one more start for Arizona. And I guess, like, I love Seattle, and like, I, I've bet them already, and like, I still think they're going to win the game and cover teaser legs. Just like, I uh, kind of want DK Metcalf to play. Uh, Pete Carroll saying he's a game time decision. Also, Zach Charbonnet going to be a game time decision. Uh, so obviously, Metcalf will be one that we monitor as we approach Sunday. Hopefully, we'll get an overnight report from one of the insiders that says Metcalf is playing. I would very much like that to happen. And just for Arizona, Buda Baker was also like his window to return it was also activated along with Kyler Murray's. Buda Baker is questionable. He might play. That's a big deal. He's not one of the best defensive players in the league and might return to the Cardinal secondary on Sunday. We won't know until then. Uh, Ken, the Seahawks, seven and a half point home favorites, 44 and a half the total. Yeah, I mean, we've already talked about Seattle teaser legs as just, uh, you know, just pile it on this week with these uh, favorites of a little more than a touchdown. You got Buffalo, a couple of the dogs. And I think, you know, I think we all kind of disagree a little bit about which dogs we like the most, but there's a lot available. And, you know, obviously at teasers, as long as you can get a good price on them, should be a part of your bets, a part of your uh, your your betting card for this week, almost no matter what, uh, even if you don't like the games that we like to include them in. So for sure, Seattle teaser legs a little bit. Yeah, the Metcalf thing actually really, really stinks. 
because the two things that you would have in this game with the Cardinals and look like I've been betting Cardinals overs for a while now and it, and obviously didn't hit last week but would really like the over in this game also uh, on 44 40 and four and a half like do you get a better number of Metcalfs out is it better to wait also if Metcalf sits like one of the other angles with the Cardinals is the number one opposing receiver has absolutely nuked them the last two weeks Jamar Chase a billion yards Cooper Cup 149 now like Metcalf in but he's hurt do you play an over that seems tenuous if he's out is it just like Lockett and Smith and Jigba overs both of them and you just go with it is it a Geno Smith over uh what was it Evan Silva came on with us yesterday and was like I don't know who's gonna catch the ball but Geno Smith over it's like that's what I want to play like eliminate the guesswork I guess right um yeah I mean the Cardinals have just let opposing passing attacks go crazy and now they're on the road against a pretty good one so some kind of overs there too it is likely so the teaser legs are in already I can't do anything about that I'm gonna wait till Sunday the action has been all on the under in this game. A 44 would be really good to bet the over on for me in this game. So never the under, probably going to bet the over, just don't know when. And then when we know more about Metcalf, maybe it's even like, I, like I've basically only been betting props in two games the last two weeks. The team that was playing the Arizona Cardinals and been betting Chase, uh, Chase Ladder and Cooper will climb the ladder again, maybe on some Seahawks receivers. Now hear me out. 28 to one. First touchdown scorer if Metcalf doesn't play. People ask, what about him? I say, why not him? Will Disley? No, oh, no. Maybe we'll, <laughs> throwback. Maybe we'll do it on Sunday. Uh, I'm, I bet Seattle already, so like I'm in here on the Seahawks, and like I like teasing them as well. We'll do it more on Sunday, but I'm in on Seattle. Rangers get out of the inning, by the way. Minimize the damage, only down 2-1. to one. It still kind of feels like the game's over. Uh, to Mile High we go. Packers, a one-point favorite, on the road at the Broncos in this Super Bowl 32 rematch. It looks like the Packers are going to have Aaron Jones. He's questionable, but Aaron Jones looks like, Ken, he's going to play. Jair Alexander may not play, which is good news for the Broncos pass catching group what do you got for us here with the Broncos and the Packers basically pick the winner total of 45 I mean, you fantasize about Denver one and a half to seven and a half on a teaser leg. I mean, it's just way good. Uh, it's just, it's not one and a half everywhere. So some places you can do it, some places you can't. Uh, maybe we get back there wherever you, you like to bet. Uh, MGM only has a one right now too. Maybe we get that back there by kickoff. So yeah, teasers for sure. Uh, and then another total for me in this game. Is this my favorite total bet? I think it is. I think this is actually my favorite total bet of the week. Um, yeah, the under of Detroit Baltimore might be that. But anyway, uh, I like the over in this game a lot. S- profiles kind of similarly and a similar number too to that Jets Broncos total a couple weeks ago. Like 44 45. Jets had a million red zone. That was Zach Wilson. They still got over the number. And Jordan Love's not great, but this offense is definitely better than Zach Wilson and the Jets were at that point. So I uh, think the Packers can score a little bit more. Aaron Jones back would be great. No, Jair Alexander would be great too. Uh, maybe tease Denver if you can find it. Definitely the over for me in the game. I can't believe I'm saying this. I like the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to win this game. Uh, I want to love Jordan Love. I think I hate Love. I don't think I love Love right now. He hasn't really been good. Let's be honest. Even when he's been good, he hasn't really been that good. I guess he was good against the Bears in week one, but who's not good against the Bears? Uh, I Denver, I think... This could be not like an inflection point for their season because I still think they're bad. But I do think you get like a great effort from the Broncos at home here. Following like a pretty decent effort by the defense a couple Thursdays ago um, on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I like the Broncos here. I think Denver wins this game. Give me the Denver Broncos. Uh, there's a sentence that I don't I would like. I would don't want to say that many more times this year. But I do like the Broncos coming up on Sunday. A couple more games here, Ken. Let's go to Arrowhead. 
where the Chiefs, five and a half point home favorites against Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert, I would say Quentin Johnston, but he doesn't really play, uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers, the total in the game is 48. Um, Justin Watson's out for the Chiefs, just like, he, he has like a dislocated shoulder. It's going to be out for a while. I love that he's like listed as out. Like, duh. He's going to be out for like a month. Anyway, Chiefs and Chargers, Ken, your thoughts. And the team traded for Miko Hardman probably is like part of like replacing that. I was going to say replacing the production. Like there's a ton of production, but whatever. Like to have another wide receiver or a warm body or something, uh, I guess would be a pretty good idea. I, I have like 11 total bets this week. And I'm looking at the slate and like the one o'clock is going to be like mostly unders. And it's like over in every game from four o'clock Eastern time onward. Boy, I hope things reverse from last week and that overs become good again because I got like every game over uh, versus my projection and how I think about the game. Yes, the Chiefs defense has been really good. Yes, they've gone under in a lot of games. Also, there is, I think, an overreaction to that taking place in the market where now 47 and a half is on the board and we might be going down further than that in this kind of a game. So like, it's one thing to just like team goes under. When you start to see that built in, that's where I'm kind of like, oh, okay, maybe it's time to play back now. And I i don't think I bet the over in like any Chiefs game the entire season. And I'm going to show up here with what I think is like a really depressed number and play the over for sure. So I'd play 48, but like why? why? There's 47 and a half already on the board. If you really want to follow the market on this, you might get a better number. Uh, if you want to click the button on 48 and kind of like set it and forget it, great. Um, that's my bet for this game. I like the over. Uh, I will... I'm going to make like a bad numerical bet here. I think we had our friend Rob Bazola, pro sports better on the show on Wednesday. And he said he wanted to bet the Chargers, but he wanted to get a six, right? He wanted to capture six, but the Chargers five, five and a half, so what, whatever, like a dead number, right? But he wanted to make sure you lose on six if you bet five and a half. Um, I, I, I like to hashtag spray the board. It is my opinion, which could definitely be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. I think the Chargers will lose this game by exactly three points, and I may bet that also. Chiefs to win by three. <laughs> Herbert stands toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mahomes, and the Chiefs win at the very end. That's how I see this game playing out. Uh, I haven't bet it yet. Like, I lose nothing by waiting. Like, what am I, I'll bet five, whatever. I will have a bet on the Chargers in this game to cover the spread, but I do think the Chiefs will win a close game. And we will close, Ken, on Sunday Night Football with the Eagles and the Dolphins. Philly, a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total is 51-and-a-half, and the Eagles getting great injury news today as it looks like basically everyone we thought was not going to play or maybe not going to play is going to play. That includes Lane Johnson. It includes Jalen Carter. It includes Devontae Smith and more. They will all play, and Darius Slay. They will play this week for the Eagles, Ken, as they host Miami. Yeah, this was uh, like the game I felt the most confident about early in the week where I just like, I know what I'm going to do here, whether I'm right or not. Uh, I like the Eagles in the game less than three, and I really like the over. Um, I think this profile is kind of similarly to Buffalo, Miami. Um, I think Philly wins because they can generate pressure, which most of Miami's opponents can't do. I also think Miami's team quality is just really overrated because they played back-to-back -back fake games. Um, and I, I just think if you have the opportunity to play against a team off those two games, you're probably going to get a pretty good price on their opponent. Uh, so over. Uh, and Eagles, anything under three. Uh, those have been two bets for me the whole week. Uh, I, I have the same handicap that's of this game that Sam Paniotovich gave us earlier in the show. Um, I think Miami's better than Philadelphia. I also said this when Miami played Buffalo, and Buffalo beat them 48-20. So I'm on... Actually, I'm not on Moron Islands. Because it's me and Sam this week. So I'm not actually by myself duplex. this week. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, hopefully not. Or like a Moron... What's Sam? a group of islands? Like a archipelago. 
They're Ar- more on Ar- Archipelago. Ar- Ar- Archipelago? Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, so I like Miami right. in the game. I like the over in the game also. But let's make sure the win's going to be okay. We'll talk about that more coming up on Sunday. Rangers are about to tie the game. Oh, Corey Seager being held to third. Okay, so we got int- we got a lot going on here in the ALCS. All right, we will talk to everybody on Sunday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, the National You Better You Bet. I'm on WFAN 830 to 9. And until we meet again, dear listener and dear viewer, on Sunday morning, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Let's go, Rangers. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's Bet MGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.